This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Welcome to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Susan McLeod here with Pastor Michael. And the last few episodes that we've released have been about the Bible, personal study, how to get in it, the lies to overcome. Today, we're talking about guilt and regret. So here's the question. I have a lot of guilt and regret over my relationship with God's word. Is this normal? That's a great question. Suze, can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. I love asking questions that you're not prepared for. So I know, I kinda, hate it. I know yep. you do. But, but this is okay. That's okay. I need to grow. You're growing the muscle. Mm-hmm. What has been the biggest source of guilt in terms of your personal relationship with God? Not like sin you've done in the past, but like, mm-hmm. like where does guilt creep in in terms of your relationship with God, whether it's his word or prayer or church or something? I like think that. when I don't use my time wisely hmm. and then I catch myself or... Sometimes it's you can lead people to believe something about you, like that you really know all the this stuff. Oh yeah, or the Bible really yep. well, but then you're you're leading like leading them on. You're lying, so yep. there's guilt in that. But that would be sin too, as well. Mm. Yeah, I think when I haven't used my time wisely and I've seen it slip away, yep. even a month, looking back in a month and going, that was awful. What was I doing? Yep. What you just shared is really common. So guilt in a relationship with God is super normal and Mm. very, 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 very um, rooted in lies. Mm. So uh, one of the verses I love is from Romans 8 where Paul says, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And ironically, the Apostle Paul writes this inspired by God knowing how dumb we are right? Mm-hmm. Knowing how rebellious we are, forgetful we are, negligent we are, sinful we are. Mm. And uh, and somehow he can sit there and look at these, these Roman Christians and say, like, I understand your sin. I understand the culture you came from. I understand the poles that you have. But our God is not one of condemnation to you. All of the condemnation was put on Christ. He is a God of discipline, but discipline is not is not condemnation, right? Um, he, is, he is a God who will convict you, but that mm. is not condemnation. Mm-mm. And it's interesting because um, the like if you think in the legal system, like um, you're going to be condemned and then you'll be guilty, you know, you'll be prosecuted and then you'll be found innocent or guilty. It's very much like this emotional legal status that we live in. Like, yeah, I am broken. This is now my identity. Like guilty yes. is not your identity. Um, innocent, forgiven, redeemed, overcomer. Mm-hmm. Those are your identities. And so it is striking to me personally. I, I mean, I'm, I am. I am saying this from very personal experience, not just like some pastoral authority who is better than the rest of you. You know, yeah. like like I experience guilt on a regular basis. I experience guilt for um, uh, not being as reflective about some of the messages I give, mm. um, about um, not understanding how they apply to me, about not doing enough due diligence in my sermon, about um, overstating something on accident. Like I can Ooh. just go on and on and on. Yeah. Or I don't pray enough. Like the amount of times I would say – 80% of, I'm going to tell you like a, a common thing that happens every Sunday morning. Yeah. I leave my house ideally at 7.40 a.m. I've been at my house. I've been studying, thinking, praying, whatever. I leave my house. I get in my car. It's usually cold. Yeah. And right now at least. Well, yeah, we're in Illinois, so it's usually cold. <laughs> and I have, I have the following thought process. Uh, I have not prayed enough. Mm. God will smite me. And this is going to be terrible and he's not going to use this because I didn't do my job. And I will be the first to say, like, I think I pray, but I don't definitely like pray. I feel like in a way where, where like I'm satisfied with it, you know, Mm. but it's interesting how the, 
every Sunday morning I get in my car and I have to, I have to go before the Lord and say, you love these people more than I do. Yeah. I'm going to empty myself out for you, not even for them, for you. And um, my lack of prayer, I'm going to trust that the spirit is interceding on my behalf. My lack of preparation, which mm-hmm. I hope is there, you know, but like I'm editing until the last second until I go right. up, I'm editing, you know? Right. So then you're like, what if I had five more hours what to if edit? I, you know, and right. I'm like, well, where would I get that? What do I have to take away from my family? You know what right. I mean? I'm just, it's just one of those like realities. And so mm-hmm. I have guilt over that. And, mm-hmm. and I have to just kind of like people, when I get up, and I preach, I pray usually to start off, right? Mm. And I am praying for the body for sure. Like I, I'm hearing the song that we're singing and I'm trying to prepare our hearts. Yeah. I'm really like trying to go before the Lord and center myself as well and say yeah. like, this is, this is um, like, we need you. Like, yeah. like the idea that, the idea that the, the preacher or the pastor is somehow not in need of the same pastoral prayer that he gives to people. It's just ridiculous. So yeah. Can I, I just yeah. say like, it's so good you're in that place and I hope you're never out of that place. Right. Cause you're then right, guilty condemn myself no, every Sunday morning. No, but I what know, I mean I is what that saying. you're saying like, I need you. The yep. moment that you catch in your heart that you're like, I, I got, got this. this. Mm, that is ugly. broken. I think one of yeah. the, even as you were talking, the guilt I've felt is I don't know enough. Mm. So when I've taught a passage to even a group of six women, mm or 25, I've often thought as I go up there, I just don't know enough. Yep. You know, what's interesting is don't answer this out loud. Yeah. Maybe, maybe make up a name. Okay. Okay. Like we'll give a pseudonym. Who's the person that you're afraid will ask you? I don't know enough. You know what I'm saying? You got it. You smile. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know exactly who it is, right? Because it's a knowledge person. It's right. a heavy knowledge person. Yeah. Right. So when I'm studying, there is one person mm. that goes through my brain that I think I don't want them to ask me a question. Yep. And if they do ask me a question, I will make sure I'm prepared for them. Isn't that interesting? Mm, yeah. Uh, now that person, it's interesting. They love me. Mm. They are for me. They're not even a critic. Like they probably could have criticized a whole bunch of things. Yeah. I can't think of one time they've actually ever said anything critical to me. Oh, that's so good though. Right? They're yeah. an amazing human, mm. but they are in my stinking brain. Right. Right. And right. that, that like fear, right. Which, anyways, so we got to probably get back to the question, which is yeah. guilt and regret of my relationship with God's word. But you're right. There is lots of guilt and regret. It's real for a pastor. It's oh, real yeah. for newbies to the word. Oh my gosh. Well, when you're new, you have a whole set of like unrealistic expectations put on you. So for example, I remember one couple who, um, they came into our community group and uh, they were just not in line philosophically, socially, culturally with anybody in the group. Okay. Um, they were not, they'd not trusted in Christ yet, but they were here, you know, and, and the husband was trying to be a good guy and, and the wife was like searching. She didn't know what she was looking for. Slowly over this period of time, right, they started to kind of get their head around things and they trusted Christ and they ended up getting baptized. But at the very beginning, all of it was so new. Like she would stop me like, I'm sorry, I don't even know what you guys are talking about. Yep. And we would have these like dialogues and then she would regularly feel really small. Yep. Because she was in a group with a bunch of people who had honestly been at Village Church for a while. And here she comes in and we're trying to be sensitive to her and, and, and embrace her. Oh, this is so good and, you for know, us. And we can't just hang out with totally. people in our same uh, and season. the guilt that she felt, like the less than, yes. you know, and I'm like, how how sad that you could be in a Bible study with us and we could somehow make you feel like that. But at the same time, mm. we we might have done everything right. right. Like like our ability to make ourselves inferior or superior. Right. Like I've been in circumstances where 
honestly, there's nothing that we did that was wrong, but the person's own insecurity. Because that attack is yeah, normal. It's very normal. So I think that does answer that question. The attack yep. is normal. So there's like, if you're a newbie, there's, uh, am I spending enough time? Is it the right time? Like, yep. you know that feeling when you're reading the Bible and you zone out and you forgot what you read? Or oh, you're reading a book and you're yeah. five pages down the road and you're like, I don't even know what happened. Right, I gotta I'm going to go start and, this over tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah. right. And it's somehow like God is like, uh, you didn't do it right. Like, like he is right. like an oppressive man in people's brains. And, and, uh, I just, I need to be reminded of how much God loves me and likes me and delights in me and, uh, is gracious with me and loves giving me second chances and his mercies are new every morning. Right. And he's like, oh, you want another chance? Let's start over. I'm for you. Like, um, Hey man, I might have to discipline you, but it's for your good. So we can like be stronger later, totally. you know? And, yep. And, so what are, uh, what yeah. would you say some of the other guilts are oh, goodness. that this is over? Some people are, feel guilty because they don't get it at first. Yes. You know, like, they're like, how do you get all of this out of a text? Mm-hmm. I can't get anything, which they don't really like know yet. That's a muscle you grow. Slash some people study how to study the Bible. Correct. You know, for years, for years and years yeah. and years, you know, and so that's like, you know, I would just tell people release that guilt. Yeah. Like you can't see what you can't see. It's like telling somebody who's got like I my my uh, prescription is a negative 4.75 in my eyes. Yeah. That's like saying, oh, you can't see perfect 2020. You should feel bad. Right. No. Now, if you give me glasses and I have all the tools to see and I don't use them, well, then it's just, you know, that's my totally. fault. Totally. I think people have a hard time admitting failure. And yes. so they live in a guilt thing, you know? Yeah. Um, like, I chose a 40-day Bible reading planner and it took me 60 days. Right. Like, I never got past day 15. Right. And yeah. it's just kind of sitting there in the ether and my <laughs> Dwell app, you know, haunts me every day. It reminds me. Do you know how many Bible studies I've started? A lot. Mm. More than my hands and toes and fingers and <laughs> More toes. More than I finished. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I hope well, not. But yeah. it's okay. Yep. We teach as when I was a teacher, one of the things we taught kids was it's okay to start a book and never finish it mm. because maybe it didn't engage you. So mm. maybe there's a study and you do the first five weeks and you're like, well, now I'm going to do this. Yeah. I'm not saying mm. not to be a finisher. Yep. I am saying though that that guilt can be misplaced. Totally. Now let's flip the let's flip the discussion. Let's talk about being somebody who actually accomplishes. Okay. Okay. So like this is good. I want to heap grace on you. Yeah. Okay? But you're missing out. Right. So by not being somebody who finishes strong, uh, by not being a perseverant overcomer, right? There's cost to that. The cost does not need to be condemnation, mm. um, but the cost is like intimacy with God. And uh, and again, I think of it like building a muscle. Uh, what if I had been working out for the last 10 years straight, right? I'd be a lot stronger. You wouldn't look like this. I wouldn't look like this. It's this such is a good, good word. It's an audio recording, <laughs> yeah. so nobody knows. <laughs> she, everyone's like, was she complimenting you or criticizing yeah. him? <laughs> criticizing, for sure. I deserve it. It's cool. I'm working on it. But He, he um, says it himself. I do all the time. It's I'm 30 pounds overweight. I'm got it. All right. So anyways, but the, the whole point here is like, uh, what was I talking about? I forgot. I Sorry, had a point. you were talking about the muscle. Of oh yeah, the muscle. Thank you. And there finishing, we go. I went overcoming. ADD and I was thinking yep. about my workout today. And I'm it's like, what okay. am I doing? Yep. <laughs> finishing and overcoming. Uh, but like, yeah, I mean, like overcome people. You know, like yeah. you're an overcomer. This is who you're made to be. And so, okay, yes, the past stunk. Now get up and do it right. Right. And if you don't know how to do it, then get the help you need. You know. So mm -hmm. like, I just kind of want to say like, all right, let's let's go. Like, grace abounds. God loves you. He's not condemning you. Nobody's condemning you. And if they right. are, get them out of your life. Like, let's right. move forward and let's be successful. And you're gonna fail on your journey to doing well. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I'm gosh, I'm turning forty this year, but like, <gasps> I know old fart here. <laughs> no offense, Dan. Um, but mm -hmm. uh, I am 
like still struggle with this regularly. Mm. And so like I've I've just conceded. I'm going to yeah. struggle for the rest of my life and I will not condemn myself for it or believe Satan's lies that God condemns me when he is wanting me to get up and to move forward. And so yeah. um, if you hear this and you're like, ah, I'm all good. I'm a failure. No big deal. You've missed the point. Okay. Can I read this verse that just oh, really strikes me about this? It's in 2 Corinthians 7, 10. It says, godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret. Boom. One of my favorite verses. There's no regret Change in that repentance. Without that like. Yep. Because Jesus being. died for that. Yep. Yes, he Good did. Word. So next time we get to address the question, what is the best way to start reading the Bible daily? Our Village Church, thanks for joining us again. And I want to encourage you to go to our website, vcob.org. Uh, go to our, our media section. You'll see the Q&A podcast. Submit a question there. We'd love to answer your questions and serve you. That's why we do this. And uh, it's our joy to try to help you think biblically about some of your biggest questions. Mm-hmm.